सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावै ओं शातशाशाति ओं आप्यायंगा क्षु श्रोत्रमथो बलमींद्रियाणी सर्व ब्रह्मोपनिषद ब्रह्म निराकोत्कमस्तुराकमेस्तु तदात्मनि निरते य उपनिषत्सु ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु ओं शांतशास्ट चैप्टर ऑफ दिस उपनिषद देर आर अबाउट eight mantras through these eight mantras that which has to be understood by the pointers those pointers have been given the pointer is definitely something other than that which is being pointed at the two different separate pointer is just a means is a tool is a method so that the mind can be elevated to grasp that which is being pointed at when we drive on the freeways so you are driving there is a logic right east west highways are what number are they on east west is even north south are odd numbers like 35 goes from all the way south Not way to Minneapolis, north. I ten from California to the other side. So odd and even. So you are going on 
35. Just a road trip all the way to Minneapolis. So you're driving. And wherever first time it says on the board while you have started driving, I don't know how many miles it is from here to Minneapolis. Whatever be the distance, it is really a huge distance. The first time that the board shows that it is Minneapolis so many miles, would you stop your journey there? You just get a confirmation that the direction is right. You don't stop the first indicator you find, you don't stop there. The indicator only confirms your direction. Similarly, all the Upanishad pointers that it points towards is that direction. Because technically to understand that which is pointed at with any vocabulary is almost impossible. It's like when something is too perfect and any word that you try describing it, only you will, you will know that it is falling short of the description. <laughs> like just before coming here, I gave them something to taste and said, is it okay? And the reaction was amazing. They're like, um, the salt and uh, the spice and maybe, maybe this, maybe. I think it is, I think, um, when something is like, you know, you're trying to express it with words, Words can only take you so far. It can give you a feel of it, but not the experience of it. Upanishad is nothing but words. Trying to point towards that sublime, subtlest of the all concepts. So in the very technical language, it is called Shakha Chandra Nyaya. What is a Shakha Chandra Nyaya? After a new moon, after a Amavas, the first day when the moon arrives, a very delicate curve on a cloudy day to find it is almost like an impossible task. But if you do find it, it is so pretty. Have you ever seen that kind of a moon? Very rarely we focus on it because it is so like you know lost in the sky that our attention doesn't get there. And one day you stand there, you're watching at it, and it is like so beautiful, pretty that it caught your attention. And your friend passes by, looks around, eh, kya dekh What are you seeing, man? Hey, you see the moon. Moon, where? I don't see it. Oh, you can see it. So for you, it is like a surprise. How can you miss it? For an untrained eye to, to see it is becoming difficult. So what do you do? Okay, do you see this tree? Man, I asked you to show the moon. What are you showing me the tree? Go along with me. You see the tree? Yes, I do. 
do you see those three branches that are coming onto the left side yes the topmost of the branch yes it is branching off into you know two twigs yes right in between those two twigs do you see oh yes so what did you do you took the prop of the tree and through the branch of that tree pointed towards something which is not anything to look like tree that that chandra that moon that you are trying to show has got nothing to do with the tree but with the prop of that you pointed it at that direction so what do you do you go all the way with the tree to its branch in between that branch and then leap out into the space to see that moon once you see it can you unsee it even if yours never spun around and then dropped i mean you may have to find the direction but then once you find the direction align yourself you'll see it right there you'll never miss it but to hold on to the branch and to think that i have moon as foolish as it seems like similarly to hold on to the words of the upanishad and say that i have understood that essence that which the word is pointing at is equally stupid is equally foolish cuz words are nothing but pointers have i given enough premise because the next logic that this upanishad is going to spin will topple quite a few heads so i thought a little premise is required so the second chapter begins in a very uh, sublime beautiful way that i would say it but many a few new readers would look at it and say wait a second is this upanishad or some madman blabbering because it seems that disconnected anyways i'll try connecting it try repeating after me yadi manyase suvedeti dhabramevaapi noonam tvam vetha brahmano roopam tvam vetha brahmano roopam yadasya deveshvathanu what happened what is it यदस्यदेवेश्वथनु फॉर द स्पिन द कर्व बॉल 
in india we call it a spin and here in baseball you call it a curve ball both that which beats you that's what it is <clears throat> the teacher says yadi manyase suveda iti if you think that by reading the first chapter you have understood that which is being pointed at the tatva the essence yadi manyase suveda iti then he says dabhrameva api nunam tvam vetha brahmano rupam what you have understood and known is dabhra dabhra means very little meaning you have hardly understood that essence did you understand be careful as to what you answer now because what has been said edi manya se suveda iti if you think that if you say that you have understood it well now what does it indicate my dear fellows you have understood nothing yet what you have understood is very little of it to make this very simple so that anybody can understand the statement you go to a restaurant and they give you the menu and you are reading that menu and you see something that which you like just pick a cuisine my mind is frozen pick a cuisine thai so you see pad kimo so pad kimo and then you read it does your hunger satiate what do you have to do huh. and you guys are so jumping into the result before you can eat it because you cannot eat the menu first you have to call upon the waiter give them your specificity right this is my order and then that fellow takes it in and the chef inside you know prepares that for you and if somebody like me goes and orders the chef has a tough time why no meat no egg no mushroom no fish sauce no oyster sauce no soy sauce once the chef came out and said what will you eat <laughs> all the flavors that we usually add you are removing it what will you eat then they give a specification and then the chef according to that specification makes it and then it gets delivered then also you cannot just jump in and start like you have to wait for it to cool down at least a little bit and then from the sides you start working your way through and after you finish through then 
there is that sign of satiation. You know what is sign of satiation? A big loud burp. Sign of satsanga is omkar. Sign of satiation is called dakar. You burp. <clears throat> ah, then the satiation occurs. Just by reading the menu, can anybody feel satiation? Similarly, just by reading the first few eight mantras, saying that, oh yeah, I got it. That Brahman, I got it. <laughs> the tattva that you're talking about, I got it. You got squat. You didn't understand even a bit. Because these are just words and words are just pointing at it. There is a lot of processing that has to happen before that tattva can be assimilated and experienced. You knowing that Brahman in its essence is very little or almost nothing. Yadasya deveshu athanu mimamsya mevate manye viditam. <clears throat> Therefore, go back, understanding the pointers that have been given unto you, and meditate upon them intelligently. Meditate as to what is being pointed at, how do I reach there? Sometimes, you know, when say you are planning to come to US and study, right? and your visa gets approved, that day when you get the passport back and you have the stamp of approval there, it almost feels like you have already arrived in US. But then the journey is yet to begin. Isn't it? And people say that when they are getting married. I'm just picking example right off of the crowd here. <laughs> when people are getting married and sometimes they complain saying that, you know, it, it takes a toll, like, you know, getting ready for marriage. I, have, I even wonder why people get married twice. If they have to do so much and so much of prep and, you know, requirement. Then I have a bright, broad smile, ear to ear. In Hindi we say, Aray, abhi to suruvat it has not even begun. First you have to get married, cut that cake, and then begins the actual story. Do you think it is a Shakespearean uh, kind of a novel wherein uh, he met she and thus the uh, story comes to a happy ending. Thus they lived happily ever after. That is only in his... The story now begins actually after they get married. Life actually begins there. 
similarly these words that have been given are only mere pointers that pointers which are taking our mind to a higher standpoint a higher understanding from where we have to launch into that sadhana <clears throat> Now thus, he having warned the student, he continues. And Gurudev, on this warning, I would request all of you to read through the entire commentary. Just those four lines. And he has about 10 pages worth commentary. And it's very detailed, very beautiful. Please do not forget to read these. Just because we have done with this mantra, saying that, you know, okay, don't need to read it. His explanation is worth every word that he has written. Is that beautiful? Now, moving to the second mantra. <clears throat> Repeat after me. Naham manye suvedeti Nona vedeti vedacha Yonas tadveda tadveda Nona vedeti vedacha Whenever in any kind of sequence when asking about Hinduism or asking about a master's experience of that ultimate final stage, this particular mantra is often quoted. So you would hear Yonas Tadveda Tadveda Nona Vedeti Vedacha. This particular mantra is that often repeated or quoted one. Is that famous? Naham Manye Suvedeti. So the student goes to the further exploration. What do I mean by further exploration? See, there are a couple of things that I would want to add here as personal uh, warnings. I would like each one of you to be aware of it. That the whole concept of spiritual unfolding and evolution, it's not a complicated process. It is not a complex process at all. It's a simple few step process. But what it requires in that processing is immense amount of patience. Does anybody have good grip at gardening? How did you all even grow up to be 20, 24, 25 year olds? I was going to take it to a further uh, complex process in farming. 
not even gardening is introduced. In the coconut, the way it becomes a plant is that coconut first should not be broken because there is no seed inside. If you break the coconut and then you know search for a seed, there is we know there is no seed in there. In fact, that end of it where there are those three holes, when you open that side of the white part, there is a small little white, uh, yellowish, whitish kind of a very small, tiny one. And if you have ever made an attention or notice to it, and there is a small hole in it. That small white one with the shell, with the fiber on the top of it, soaked in water for it to sprout, it takes few weeks. And once that green thing sprouts, then you sow it into the soil. And when does it give yield the result? If it is a native kind, it takes not less than eight, nine years for it to bring the first crop of coconut. Nowadays, the hybrid ones, it takes about three years, four years. They've reduced the amount by half, the waiting period, but nonetheless, it's one of those crops which gives its yield way later. Now, such a coconut, you have thrown it into the water, soak, soaking it into the water. Every day, that end where those three holes are from where the plant should sprout, you keep poking at it, remove it from the water, poking at it, checking if the thing is sprouting or not. Do you think it will ever sprout again? What do you need to do? Almost like throw it into the process and let it evolve. And for it to evolve, we need immense amount of patience. Another example that can be taken is say something that is uh, to, to these days we have gotten into so much of instant cooking that we have forgotten how the original is actually made or tastes even. There is one particular Indian milk sweet called Rabdi. In South India, they refer to it as Basundi. In North India, they call it Rabdi. My mouth is already watering. <laughs> there is no shortcut to it. The only way that somebody can make it is in a medium flame, put the milk and then sit there for at least six to seven hours. Keep stirring it. There is no shortcut. 
Every now and then you come and keep stirring, it doesn't work that way. It has to be constantly stirred. If you forget doing it, what will happen? The base of it will burn and milk, once the base burns, the entire milk will smell bad. So you cannot afford that. I'm giving two different kinds of examples. In the first example, you have to let it be, not keep meddling with it. The second example that I'm taking is, there is a constant process that is required. You cannot quit. A mixture of both of this is sadhana. That once you set it in motion, that has to be constantly repeated until you reach. So that constant process has to be there. Not to meddle with other kinds of new things that may come into the market. Somebody says, all this which you are putting effort, I will give it to you in three days. Recently I saw a pamphlet. Uh, a flyer. Moksha in three days. I am not joking. And somebody came with that leaflet to me and said, Swamiji, should I go for this? So I looked at it and the first sentence, the, the bold big ones, Moksha in three days. So I didn't even go through as to who, what, where, what process, nothing. I said, how much are they charging you for this? I said, 10,000. It's in this resort and it is that, uh, you know, a five-star facility, three days. And then I looked at it, you know, without fuming, I looked at it and next bold letter, next font size, the big one. You don't even have to put effort. Sit in the presence of this Mahatma and you'll be realized. And they're ripping them off. And there are enough desperate people. Desperate, not because they want to find that result. Something that will be short, something that will be easy. So we should understand anything that seems like easy. is not long-lasting. Have you not seen in life? Anything that is claimed as easy is not long-lasting. So once we set on that direction, we shouldn't be like the impatient kids in the back that you set for a road trip and you have not even passed your city. What is it that they start cribbing from back? Are we there yet? Mommy, mommy, are we there yet? Dad, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Sit me here and let you know. Okay. You don't need to be so rude. <laughs> when the kids here are quite an something. I mean, you all, as you grew up, are quite something. Two minutes. 
just two minutes after that, they being telling that, you know, you don't need to be so rude. And again, mommy, mommy, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Once I was in such a road trip with kids, man, I took a vow unto myself that I have taken to this path to be alone and never ever to take to the path where I have to be with them on a road trip again. Yo, 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 yo. My respect for parents just evolved overnight with that experience. How much cribbing that they have to have. Patience, the amount of patience that they have to have with their kids. And back in India, I know one solution, one quick fix solution. One tight and then they're done. Here, though, that also is not possible. It gets onto your nerves. In sadhana, in understanding that supreme tattva, in understanding the source of that eternal happiness, one cannot be impatient. Whatever is that spiritual process that has been initiated, understand that entire process through and through. That whatever enticing later comes up, you are not confused or distracted. Nail it down to a thorough clarity. And once that clarity about the path is set, waver not away from the path. Stick to the course. However challenging or difficult it may appear, Anybody run marathons? No one? Chha. So when you run a marathon in that 26 miles, I tell you, first 20, 21, even 22 miles is easy. The last five, six miles, man, that, uh, that, that five, six miles is the craziest of it. You will feel like quitting. You will feel like, is it even worth it? Why am I doing that? What am I trying to achieve with it? When you will have dialogues in your head and it will seem like you are going crazy. Is it necessary? Why am I doing this? What am I trying to achieve? Who am I trying to prove this to? All these are constantly counter arguments are happening. And in that you have to not lose focus in the direction of that and bear with and every muscle, every bone will speak of its presence. Maya bhi hu idhar. It'll hurt. Though you are running on your legs, your back will hurt, your shoulders will hurt. Every muscle is throbbing, pining. 
and you cannot say i'll take a, you know 15 minute or half an hour break and then start that's the worst thing that you can ever do you know what will happen your muscles start developing lactic acid and that which actually causes the soreness in your muscles once that develops the initial momentum and heat is already gone lactic acid is up you will never be able to push yourself back into track so is with the trekking and i have been to trekking here it's a full paved path all the way through swami ji let's go into nature everything is pre moduled constructed railed it's like you're walking there on the steps and coming now oh, it was so good <laughs> and such people when they come to the kailash yatra the second day stretch is when you have to walk about 23 kilometers and luckily the toughest part is already done in in the beginning you climb up to 19600 feet and get down and there is a slope it's almost like a, a vertical drop and you walk criss cross through that vertical drop get down half of them or most of them are punctured by then are we there how much pouching it you are almost there you see that mountain right around that corner by that first drop that vertical drop they have just crossed 6 and 1/2 kilometers of the 23 kilometers <laughs> so how much more is left about 19 kilometers 18 and 1/2 kilometers are left and if i drop that bomb saying 18 more kilometers they'll never find the spirit to so instead of giving kilometers i give them markers you see that mountain there right when it turns right there and by the time they reach there i'm either too far ahead or too back you know picking up other people and they they keep waiting there swami ji you said here where is it oh not from there you couldn't see it you see the next mountain <laughs> having come second day through you cannot even say that i'll go back you <laughs> was right you are at that midpoint where you cannot even go back and the only thing that helps is patience and with that patience committed to the direction and constantly going through it no turning back no giving up no stopping moving on forward that clarity should be established before we start the journey otherwise even before we start we have already lost our battle
have i reached across the warning clearly do you understand it now here the master is telling the student no sorry the student is coming back to the master and telling him so the student comes the teacher doesn't seem to ask anything so i'm assuming that this is what must have been the interaction the student comes again the first time when he came and said oh i know it the teacher must have said khat malum hai ja ja ke sadhana kar you know go do sadhana the student must have got a small face and so what i did so much of research and he says nothing go again so he goes back and this time he comes and there is no dialogue from the teacher so i'm assuming this must be the way it is so the teacher must be reading or doing something and the student walks in and the teacher just raises his eyebrows kya hai oh what 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 brings you here in a very it's not that he is confused but the inability to express it in words seems like it is confused so he says thus naham manye suvedeti i don't know if i have understood it properly and neither can i say that i have not understood it and you seem to be more confused than the first time what is it that you want to say have you understood or have you not understood the student says you know it's not like that you know that i have a firm grip at what i am trying to say because i am not able to put it in words the inability to explain that experience in words it makes me feel as if i have not understood it but i definitely had a profound experience so i cannot firmly say that i have not understood it either naham manye suvedeti nona vedeti vedacha but there is definitely some seeming settling peaceful cognition that which leaves me complete i experience that isn't it the case with you know even food as a simple experience the best kind of a you that sweet which you love has been given to you freshly made not out of the tin you know those rasgullas gulab jamuns from the tin they are that soggy rubbery kind of don't even feel like freshly made hot hot you can still feel the warmth of it in your hand in that cup when you hold it and you take that and you are eating it and you have not had that sweet in like you know two years i have not even described what sweet it is and already each one of you is imagining your own specific one and this is what i see okay what i'm seeing 
Like it was a wave of a gulp that I saw. Good that you are on the same page. And you're smelling it and you take the first bite of it. And you close your eyes. And that is called Tanmayatva. You become one with it. And you are like, ah, you're making these sounds. Not chewing sounds. The relishing sounds. Ah. Mm -hmm. mm. Somebody comes and says, how is it? Mm. Is, mm, is it even a word? There's no word like that in dictionary. There's an expression. It's almost like a dance expression. There is bhava, there is abhinaya, there is, you know, there's so many components added in there. No, no, no. Explain how you are, how do you, how, whatever you are experiencing, explain it. What do you mean? It is. What do you mean? It is. It is. Uh, whatever word you choose, doesn't it fall short? And what is the best way for this fun who has come inquiring? It take that and. Now you understand. Right? Until you experience it. So that is what is happening with this student as well. What is he trying to say here? I cannot confidently this time claim that I have understood because I cannot explain it in words. Therefore, I have this hesitation in even claiming that I have understood it. And it is not like I have not experienced it. There was a profound experience. And that which has left me with that contentment, fullness from within, which I am not able to explain, is that what that you have been pointing at? Then the master has a, a big relief, smiling relief, saying, Ha beta, now you have reached there. Because once you experience it, truly experience it, you would not be able to put it in words. Any effort to try putting it in words is futile. You can only point at it. You can only give simile of various kinds, but cannot describe it. And just because you cannot describe, you cannot eliminate the experience saying because it is indescribable, it is a hallucination. Or it is a non-existent experience. Or it's a cooked up experience. No, you cannot throw it away that way. It is that profound. And it is that substantial an experience that which leaves you speechless. Nona vedeti 
Vedacha. Did you understand? All that you have to do is an Indian nod. Oh, yes, no, I don't know, everything combined in it. Mm. I'm not doing a dance mudra here. <laughs> it's yes also, no also. How did this student reach there? That, in his own words, he says it in the third mantra. Repeat after me, but we will see this third mantra next week. Because it is a very uh, deep process that he tries to put it in his words. The experience as to how he walked it all the way up. Yasya matam tasya matam Matam yasya navedasaha Avignatam vijanatam Vignatam avijanatam If you think that what you heard today was confusing or contradicting, next week it is a notch higher than what you have heard today. What is it? We'll see it next week. Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om